The title for today's sermon is Remove Your Sandals from Your Feet. But now God has allowed a new glory to come upon this church because as we have as we have entered into this new season. And before we went to uh, the conference of Costa Rica, there were a lot of there was an earthquake that happened in that land. And we know that that earthquake is a sign that God has given to us that He's going to shake and destroy the, the forces of evil in, in those lands. And as you know, LA is, is not a place that uh, gets usually hit with these tornadoes. But in this season, He has allowed these uh, natural disasters to happen to these places because He wants to shake up the land. Right now, we're witnessing God uh, writing, writing, uh, creating history amongst us. In our previous church building, there was a banner, a slogan that was written on the side that's, that talked about 10,000 pastors, 100,000 ministers, 300,000 missionaries, and 1 million people, people who are gathered to praise the Lord. And I was very thankful and filled with, with, with joy to be able to serve the Lord in this way. And while looking at the miracles and the things that God did for us in this conference, I cannot help myself but be thankful to the Lord. Before uh, this, these events, we are, each one of us in the church, we have become witnesses for the Lord in His ministry. And like the message of Isaiah, like the prophecies written in Isaiah, we can see remnants being raised up all around the world, especially in the in the uh, in the continent of South America. And as we have received this calling for this generation, God has given us the task of binding uh, the binding the great prostitute and also the Antichrist, so that we can fight against the enemy and put them on the pedestal to be judged by the Lord for their for their wickedness. And we are all preparing the way for the second coming of Jesus as we engage in this ministry. And for the past 20 years, we've been eating the word, repenting, obeying, and, uh, and, and uh, kneeling before the Lord. And through that time, God has acknowledged us. And in that time, upon every person in this in this community, the Lord has allowed us to experience uh, 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 the confirmation of our salvation, a new glory, uh, a new anointing, and a new revival. And even though our current appearance may not seem so bold and extraordinary, this was a long time ago, but there was a time we needed to uh, get, get get visas in order to go to the U.S. And when they asked us about what, why we need to, to go to the U.S., some, some of our church ministers said we have to go and see visions. Mm-hmm. 
And there's still a lot of weaknesses, uh, weaknesses and wickedness within us, so much so that we need to cough them up even more than we uh, cough, cough even more than the, t- uh, the the time that we were all sick with the coronavirus. And every time we have to go to conferences, on one hand we'll be holding our our luggage, and the other hand we'll be holding our chairs to go around the world to visit these nations where the, the altar of the Lord has, has uh, been, been demolished. And God has called us to go there to rebuild these altars in the name of the Lord so that the glory and the, and, and, and the worship for God may be restored. And during every Korean holiday, we, have, we are holding conferences in this church. And so we cannot even meet our, go meet our relatives and, get, and go meet our family members as if they were living in North Korea. And sometimes when we meet people on the streets, they will ask, what are you doing? And we will say, we are living our life, life of faith. And they will say, what is spirituality? What is the spirituality you're talking about? Then we will say, we are preparing for the way of the Lord. So they would ask, prepare the way? Are you, are you construction workers? And we would say, no, we, we worship the Lord, we intercede, we hold sober meetings, we hold conferences, and we minister to the remnants of the Lord. The world cannot understand this. We must only live for the Lord, and we have to uh, give our life for God, and we need, to, we need to be controlled by the Spirit of the Lord, and we need to reject the program and the, 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 the confinements of humanism as we await for the second coming of Jesus. And as we fight against the world and against uh, our enemies, we need to experience continual vict- uh, continuous victories so that we will be filled with joy and happiness as we continue to manage this ministry. And of course, all this cannot be done by our own strength and by our skills. It is, it is fully the grace of the Lord that allows us to work upon this land, to become the leaders of this generation, to serve other souls and, and reach those who need the gospel of the Lord. And right now, God has acknowledged our community as the, as the community of remnants. And that's why he, he has given us the message for his remnants. He's leading us to victory, leading us to, to glory. And God is fulfilling the prophecy of, of Micah in our church. And <laughs> the prophecies of, of the, the Kim family and the Cho family are all being fulfilled in our church as well. And our church is, is, is engaging in this ministry as we look at the same glory that Paul saw and that the, the early churches saw back in their age. 
So we need to strive to allow the Lord to come and work upon this church so that we will not depend on our own techniques, on our ways, and uh, with our own uh, skill sets, but rather completely let the Lord come and take control of the church and let the Holy Spirit work upon us so that we can reach the world and we can embrace all the nations and allow the sovereignty of the Lord to be, uh, to, to, to be revealed to this land. And as we pray every day and as we have fellowship with the Lord, we listen, we are able to listen to His voice and we're able to uh, live according to the inspirations that He gives to us. But sometimes, because we live a spiritual life, we, get, we surface. And when we surface, we bring uncomfort to others. And... Uh, we have all experienced how uncomfortable it, may, it, it, it is when somebody else surfaces around us. Sometimes we get headaches, we get, we get sick, we get stomach aches, and these are all attacks of the enemy. But this is a very common and general uh, phenomenon that happens to every member of our church because when we are under attack. And in retrospect, there are still some parts, sometimes that uh, that we feel unsatisfied or we, we regret. But still, it was uh, all this time. Uh, throughout this time, our church has grown. It has matured, and it has gone through its growing pains to become the church that it is today. And especially. In order to cleanse us of all of our weaknesses and all of our sins, the Lord is, is, is pouring His grace upon us in this, in this worship, the worship for remnants. And as the children of the Lord, He comes to encounter us in, in, each, of, in each of these worship sessions. And this church is actually a very unique and special church. It seems like all the unique and special people of, the, of Korea have come together in this one church so that the Lord can take care of us in one, uh, in one place to, to watch over us and survey us. Uh, we can only, uh, when we look at how God has guided us and how He is guiding us at the moment, we can offer nothing else but uh, thankfulness to the Lord. When you look back at the past 20 years, we can see that God never stopped in, to, in doing His work upon us and upon the world through us. And especially as we went, uh, endured through the time of the pandemic, we realized how much, how uh, we can only realize how great the grace of the Lord has been upon our lives and upon this church. And when we pray, we're able to, to shake the heavens and shake the ground. We're able to fight for the president and fight against the Antichrist. And we're even able to fight against the, the kingdom of the enemy. 
And sometimes we have been uh, persecuted by, by people reporting us to the police and having civil servants come to survey us or having the police come to us so that we had to uh, lock our church down and even lock the elevator so that uh, the people outside of our church cannot reach our church building. But we know that through that time, we were able to uh, put down our pride and be humbled before the Lord and, and even experience spiritual maturity through those difficulties. When you look at spy movies, the spies, in order to infiltrate a place, they would go through... Uh, uh, they would go through tunnels underground or go through, um, what do you call that, uh, manhole covers and stuff like that. And when we were in lockdown mode, it seemed like that when we had to take the back stairs, the emergency staircase to reach the church. And back then, when we met church members uh, in the first floor, we couldn't even greet one another. We could only greet one another with our, with our eyes. But the funny thing is, everybody else knew that we were, we were going to church. But still, while coughing and while being sick, we, we kept and we defended our worship until the very end. And this time was not a time of vanity, but it was a time of training and a time of, of, of learning for, for our church so that we can become a church of fighters, a church of warriors. And our church will continue to grow to become the ruler of, of the earth. We will continue to be cleansed, to be purified, to become holy, to become powerful, so that we can continue to proclaim the victory of the Lord in the land of Canaan. And because we went through all this time, in this conference, in the conference of uh, Central and Southern America, through, through many ministries, uh, many uh, healing ministries, and through the sermon, God has revealed and manifested His, His authority upon the land of South America. And we could see God fulfilling the promise that He has made to these nations. He will fulfill His promises no matter what. And so when we look back on the work of the Lord, we can only be touched, only become emotional. We can, we can, we can uh, be, be, be inspired by, by what He has done for us in the past. But, 
And this in this conference, uh, many many pastors around the area bought their own tickets to to attend this conference, and they, when they were. When they receive, when seeing them listen to the sermon of the Lord and receiving grace in the conference brought so much warmth and love into my heart. And as you know, South America is unified in language, and so there is, there is, there is, um, because there is no language barrier between the nations, it is easier for us to reach every nation together uh, with our message. And throughout this conference, I was inspired to see that South America will be, will be a place where the gospel of the Lord will be kept throughout the end times because of this unity in language. And in this conference, we were able to see uh, Che Uno and Kim So Sung, who are both uh, graduates of NSID this year. They made their debut on, on, uh, on a global stage while playing the piano and playing the drums for the conference. And the young adults that went to the conference this time are all, all young adults who are used to receiving ministry in the church. But now it was their turn to go and reach others and minister others. And through this, I was able to see God embracing us and seeing how our church has, has been unified in ministry and, and, and in heart. And everybody who was left behind came together in intercession as well. So this, every worship was a worship where people encountered the Lord and everybody came to meet the Holy God and the kingdom of God came upon us in every worship and the heavenly assembly also came upon us. And also the, the prophetic anointing and the spiritual gifts of heaven have been given to the people as well, especially spiritual discernment is a spiritual gift that has been proclaimed on the, on the podium through Pastor Kim and as we, that power and authority has been transferred to, to the people who have listened to that message. And through this, through this ministry and through this conference, I'm sure uh, these, these remnants will also become uh, our, our, our allies in this spiritual warfare so that we can fight together until the very end. And also in the conference, I was able to see how, God, how much God loved his servants. And once again, God restored the nobility of the churches of South, South America by allowing new, new visions, new glory, new light, uh, new presence, new anointing, and new love upon all the churches. God did not limit uh, the blessings that he wanted. He, he, he did not limit his blessings in this conference. And the people learned what it meant to live by grace, what it meant to live with the fullness of the new self and live with, the, uh, live with confirmation of their, of their calling in the Lord. And they were also met with this powerful message that they have never met, uh, seen before.
And I can see uh, the glory that has been given to Zoe Ministry being expanded and being restored through this conference as well. And none of this is co coincidence, now that I, real I realize that now. All this time, this time of the pandemic, and this time of ministry, this time of difficulty, all this time is leading up to us uh, opening up the doors of heaven to us constantly. And also, through this time, God has allowed us to change the spiritual tide of, uh, of, of our surroundings. So now, we have escaped Egypt, and we have passed the wilderness, and now is the time for us to go into Canaan and fight to take control of this land. And uh, this is the this is the background of today's message. Before engaging in this, in this battle for the land of Canaan, Joshua and the Israelites they needed to make themselves holy before the Lord. So in Joshua chapter three, verse five, it says, Joshua told the people, "Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you." And he dried the, the Jordan River afterwards. And in chapter 5, it talks about the conquering of, of Canaan. And God commands the Israelites to, to circumcise themselves in order to consecrate them. And they also uh, kept the traditions of the Passover. And they uh, became a new Israel, a new Israel in the eyes of the Lord through this, through this time of preparing for this battle. Like this, in the core of the Lord, uh, in, in, in the core of the work of God, there's always holiness. And so if you're holy, then he will, do all, he will be able to do all things through you. And in the end, when you're holy, God takes responsibility for your lives as well. And when we try to find some other way to reach that same result, we will be faced with difficulties, we will be faced with concerns, and we will be faced with failures. In the conference of Honduras, he went up, Pastor Kim went up the stage and said, he said, if your name is Michelle, then please come up. And Michelle will not be a common name in, in, in the Latin America world. But there was a Michelle there. And Pastor Kim, when he saw that there was somebody actually named Michelle in the congregation, his, his, his shoulders went up because he knew uh, what he listened to was right. And and afterwards, he kept asking the people around him, how do you think I knew there was a Michelle in the conference? And we all responded as if we were just, uh, we were machines saying, because you listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
And of course, Pastor Kim could have uh, received inspirations that there was a person named Michelle in the congregation. But another way that God works upon the people, or God may work upon his holy people, is he works through their proclamations. And so if, when Pastor Kim proclaimed that there's a Michelle in the congregation, that through that proclamation, a, Michelle, a person named Michelle would, would be present in, in that conference. So this is another way how God may work for us, may work through us. So if you're able to live with that faith, then you would, there will no be there will uh, be no reason for us to be worried or be concerned because as as long as we believe, it will be done for us. And the things of tomorrow will will worry about itself. And so the only thing that we can do in the present is to choose the faith of God and believe in the faith that God has given to us. In our daily lives, there's around 150 choice times of time of choice in our in our daily lives. And so all throughout our, our days and our hours, we need, to, we need to make a choice. And that's why our minds are always filled with our own thoughts, because we are, we have, we are constantly in a place where we need to make choices. And sometimes we choose to live by, by our inspirations. And so when we're standing in that fork in the road, when we, when we have to make a decision, will you choose to follow what looks ripe, what looks tasty, or are you going to choose to live by your faith? And at times, living by this faith will not be easy. Just like in the beginning of Zoe ministry, it was not easy for us. The back when uh, Pastor Kim was wearing suspenders, because his pants were too big. And the church ministers didn't even wear socks back then. There was a time where none of us felt confident and nothing looked great about this ministry. And even though the church building seemed large at the time, it was not filled with people. We only had a couple, couple people in the church. And back in that time, one of the famous pastors of Korea, pastors who were famous, so famous that they were, in, uh, they they go on TV regularly, invited Pastor Kim to become an associate pastor in the, in, in in their church. And the name of that pastor is Ho Min, Pastor Ho Min, which is the which is the same characters as Pastor Minho, but just different order. But if Pastor Kim, Kim followed that pastor back then, then none of this would have happened. Or maybe he could have become, also become a famous pastor on television.
But because Pastor Kim believed in the kingdom of the Lord, he kept his place and, and, and continued to minister to church that was filled by people who were all chased away by the world, who had nothing in their, in their bank accounts. And together, they were able to move the kingdom of, the kingdom of God upon this land. And that's why, that's why the, uh, this ministry began. And that's why we are, we are able to engage in this global ministry at the moment. So while reminiscing all these things, uh, while reminiscing about all these things, I'm just filled with thankfulness. And these words are very, very uh, significant as well. And that's why we, we should frame, frame these messages. But anyways, each of us and, and, and in every moment because we choose to follow God who does not who does not fail that's why we are able to come together as this Yerbang church and be unified and looking back, there were some mountains and some troubles that seemed impossible for us at the time. And I don't, I'm not even sure how we were able to overcome those hurdles uh, back then. But I'm sure it, was, it, was, it, was, it has been made possible for us because we chose to, to live by faith. And chapter 5 talks about uh, the conqueror of Canaan through, through holiness. Verse 1, Now when the Amorite, all the Amorite kings west of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings along the coast heard how God had dried up the Jordan before the Israelites, and before the Israelites until they had crossed over their hearts melted in fear and they no longer had the courage to face the Israelites. So it says, the enemies of Israel, their hearts melted in fear, and they had no longer had courage to face the Israelites. And why is that? It's because of the holiness of the Israelites, and because the enemies saw that, that this, pe this people are being protected by the Lord. And the church also, as long as the church has uh, the Bible, as long as the church has the truth of the Lord and has the holiness of God, then the church has authority to conquer, to strike down the enemy and take back the land that we have lost because we are more than conquerors. Uh, when Pastor Kim's father was sick before he left, left us to go to heaven, uh, we, I, I brought him to the hospital to get his evaluation. And I felt like Elder Kim was kind of look, looking down on the other, other patients in the hospital. And we were talking with the doctor and talking about, talking about his current, current medical situation and talking about what we, what, what we were doing to help him with his condition. And 
that day I wore something very nice to go to the hospital. And the doctor asked me who I was. And I said, I'm not his son. But I said I was his his uh, head security, uh, not security, but secretary. And when I said I was his head secretary, uh, the doctor stopped looking at Elder Kim in, in, in a kind of. Um, uh, was it? Um, he, the doctor stopped looking down on Elder Ken, but rather he looked at him like looked at him like he was a very successful businessman, as if he was a chairman of some some company. And his whole attitude changed when I said I was the sec uh, secretary of this man. <clears throat> and the doctor even invited uh, Elder Kim to 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 have lunch with him before leaving. But of course, we rejected him because if we took our car, if we took our car, our car was a very small, small car. It's a mini car, so the, we, our, our identities would be would be revealed. And so that's why we didn't uh, take that take that invite invite to have lunch with the doctor. I think this is the same as same same for the church as long as the message as long as the truth is living within living and breathing within the church living within the community then no enemy can come and take and, and mock us and look down upon us In Joshua 2 2 verses 8 to 11. It says, Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up to the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you, fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you for the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below so the, the, the Israelite assembly was able to uh, move according to the will of the Lord and that's why all these miracles were done for them and that's why they would experience these, these victories against their enemies and that itself brought fear to the enemy because they saw that God has given victory God has given holiness to the Israelites and so when we go forth in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, we will also experience spiritual victories no matter what we face. And the only thing that our church is good at is, is gaining victory, is receiving victory. We don't know anything else. We know only to be victorious. And also all of us, when we left our families, when we left our, 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 our hometowns to come to this church, to become this, a member of this church, that was us crossing the Red Sea and entering into the wilderness. And in the wilderness, God has trained us. God has, God has helped us to grow spiritually, to become His spiritual warriors. 
And because God is with us in this church, we were able to go over the go. We were able to go past the wilderness and go over the mountains that exceeded our limitations. And in every spiritual battle and warfare, we were able to completely destroy the enemy and bring back the victory of the Lord to our base camp. And so because we have, we already have done these things in the past, the name Yerbang Church brings fear against them, brings fear to the enemies. And even though sometimes we still experience headaches, sometimes we are exchanged, exchanged to one another, sometimes we are oppressed by the enemy, Sometimes we have to wear clothes that, that are, 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 are old and shredded. Sometimes our refrigerators, refrigerators and, and uh, washing machines are broken. It doesn't matter because God has given us victory. Just like General Lee Sun-shin, who was able to uh, beat, beat all the fleets of the Japanese army with only 12 boats left, 12 boats left. He, Likewise, even though in numbers we may be inferior to the enemy, it doesn't matter because we have the best general who is the Lord. And that's why we can be proud of our next generation. The next generation who has been raised by the Lord and raised in the church. At times, at times we doubt their abilities to become the Lord's warriors when we, when we look at their appearances. But nonetheless, through this time of wilderness, the Lord is training them to become great fighters against the enemy. And no matter what the enemy throws at these, uh, at these kids, the, uh, the, our kids will be able to uh, win, win over our enemies in every battle. And in this season especially, God has raised up the next generation through the Young Adults, Young Adults Conference and through the Central American Conference as well. And in order to raise and uh, nurture this, the next generation, God is going to give abundance, spiritual abundance and material abundance upon the church as well. And so the previous generation, the adults, we need to continue to support them and pray for them. And when our kids uh, sometimes stumble, when they go to, to, to PC cafes or go to karaoke's, why do, we, why do we rebuke the kids whenever we rebuke these facilities? So even though they may stumble at from time to time, it doesn't matter because through this time of training, eventually they will become conquerors and be able to conquer the land of Canaan. We will take over Canaan for sure. And with this faith, I really hope and bless that the next generation will, raise, will, be, will be raised in this way. My... My, my, my nephew... Also too. My nephew once came back, came to my house, and he said that the kids that he was playing with at the, at the local parks did not realize that he was a he was a child of a king.
And I told him that if to, uh, even if they are unable to see that today, they will be able to see that tomorrow. So no matter what the world says, no matter what, the, what, what they say to us, we need to have faith that we are uh, uh, a royal being in the eyes of the Lord and that we, we are actually kings who are walking on this land. And in chapter 5, verse 2, it says, At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. So God commands the Israelites to once again circumcise the men. And the reason for that is uh, the, the generation that, that circumcised themselves after coming out of Egypt have all passed away. This is the new generation. And so the new generation which has passed over the Jordan River has to once again do this act of circumcision to, to be consecrated. And when they did this, uh, God came to them as the general, as the general of the, of the Israel, Israeli army. And likewise, as this, gener- as this church is going into this new season, we must all uh, find our flint, flint knives to circumcise ourselves, to consecrate ourselves uh, before the eyes of the Lord. And as you know, circumcision is, is, is a painful and a difficult thing to endure through. But that's just, that, that's, that uh, parallels how difficult it is for us to escape the world, the world, the worldly system that we have been living in. And this task is not simple and it is very difficult. In Romans 2, Romans 2, verse 28, it says, For he is not a Jew who is one hourly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. And so this circumcision is not a circumcision of the flesh, but a circumcision of the heart. And the circumcision of the heart means up, uh, getting rid of your bitter roots, getting rid of your scars, getting rid of your uh, uh, what's that, inner wounds. And like going into surgery, this time of taking out what is within you will not be easy. It will be painful, it will be difficult, but, but it, is, it is a battle. It is, an, it is an inward battle that we have to continue to fight in. But when you engage in this battle, know that, you, uh, know that God is going to lead you to victory in your inner battle as well. And when you're victorious in this battle, you will see how, how transformed you are in the eyes of God. And our whole church needs to go through this time of, of circumcision. And logically, it makes no sense to make yourself vulnerable when, before, before going into battle. And the Israelites actually used this 
not the Israelites, but, but um, the sons of Jacob used this tactic against their enemies. Uh, to, to they tricked the descendants of uh, the family of Sekem to, to uh, circumcise themselves when they defiled Dina, their sister. And when, when, once, the peop- once the men of the community were in agony, they went in and slaughtered them. <laughs> so that you, from that from that story, you can realize how vulnerable uh, your 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 troops will become once you circumcise them. For the next week or so, they will be immobile and unable to fight. And so, this act of circumcision is not a simple procedure. It is painful in the flesh and painful in the spirit as well. But our our whole church, every member of this church needs to go through this time of circumcision so that we would learn to not live by our own thoughts, to not live by our own experiences, and and, and not live by our own methods as well. And it's like uh, when David had the chance to kill Saul in that cave, when he, th- when he thought about the, the eight years that Saul tormented him, he had every right to take away, uh, take the easy way out and get rid of the person that has been tormenting him. But because he was a man of God and because David did not live by his own thoughts, he chose not to, he chose to uh, show mercy and compassion to Saul. And likewise, when we choose to live by faith, when we choose to live by the inspiration that God gives to us, He will give us strength and He will give us uh, uh, authority to, to overcome our troubles. Uh, there was a person who was living in the city of Yeshan, and he, he, need to, he needed crutches to walk because his legs were not working properly. And that person came to one of our conferences, went to one of our conference, and he was healed through our ministry. And we heard afterwards that in order to, in order to not, uh, in order to not lose this 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 gratitude towards the, towards the Lord, the person who was healed walked on his, walked around his house all day and night, because he was so thankful that he no longer needed crutches to walk. And also in the conference of, uh, of Costa Rica, and and also the time of also the time of the pandemic, many people who were living with crutches were healed of 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 uh, their illnesses, and they were able to walk. And this is a grace that our church has been experiencing for many years uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. 
And so, uh, because our church has experienced so many miracles, and we have a lot of spiritual pride in this community, when God when if God had commanded us to circumcise ourselves before engaging in a battle, then may, we we would have thought that we uh, we would have thought that 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 is deception. We that we do not listen to the Lord correctly because it doesn't make sense in our minds. But that was not the case for Joshua. When he as the as the leader of Israel. He had to take responsibility for everything that he commanded the Israelites to do. But right before their enemies, he was able to command them to circumcise themselves right before they go into battle. Because Joshua was a man of faith. And in verse 9, uh, it says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the place has been called Gilgal to this day. So, so we, now that we have come out of Egypt, we must no longer look back to the times of Egypt. And we have to, and the Lord is, has already washed away all embarrassment, all shame that was, that was put on us in our time that, uh, living in Egypt, in our time living in the world. And after we have taken off all the clothing that we have worn in Egypt, we have worn in the world, we must become like Daniel, who was able to keep his faith in, in, while, being, while, while living in the core of Babylon. And we have to continue to, to act like the children of God, act like the church of God, and, and continue to uh, uphold the ministry that has been given to this church. And God has given us everything that is necessary for us to continue this ministry. He has given us this golden anointing and the staff of Moses, the bronze bow, uh, the, the dagger of Joshua. And he also taught us of the dynamic of the triune God through, through, uh, through learning about the prepositions, pros, shin, and meta. And he has taught us that when we are weak, we are strong, because when we are weak, we are able to rely on the Lord. And after learning, uh, learning of, of these prepositions, many people have received grace in that sermon. And the, the pastors of our church also feel very validated when they use words like pros, shin, and meta in these uh, Greek words. But anyways... Anyways, I'm trying to illustrate that God has already given us everything that we need. And so we, are, we have been made powerful by the grace of the Lord. And as the previous generation, as the adults and as the seniors of the church, we need to finish this battle before, uh, for our children, for the next generation, so that they can rise to become the leaders of the next generation. And secondly, uh, verses 13 to 15, 
Uh, Joshua meets the general. In verse 13 it says, Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or, or for our enemies? And so, uh, because the Israelites have been wandering around the desert, wandering around the wilderness for many years, they're not well equipped for this battle. They didn't have the right equipment against their enemies. And so, if they met, if they went face on uh, against their enemies, they would have lost. But Joshua knew better, and he knew that he had to wait for the command of the Lord, and that's why he waited to receive the will of God before moving. And he knew, Joshua knew, knew that God is able to transcend their human limitations, and that's why he waited for the Lord to work before him. And through the faith of Joshua and through the obedience of Israel, God led them to a victory that seemed likely uh, according to uh, statistics. And for our church, recently we have experienced great victory in the global conference of, of October and also the conference in Malaysia, also the Young Adults Conference and the, the conference that we are doing right now. All these conferences were led to victory through this fight. And there's one thing that uh, that, that is a, that um, something I'm curious about. We pray that new leaders will be will be put in the position of uh, in the political scene, in the economic scene, and in the society, and also the cultural scene. And even though we pray that the next leader, the next leader, uh, next president of Korea will, should be, a, should be uh, a president who is able to listen to the voice of the Lord, I volunteer for that position. But I don't understand why there's only one supporter in this church who is, uh, who is Pastor Joe Young. So my father-in-law was a was a humble man who, who was a farmer in in the Chungcheon province. And uh, and uh, and he would he he would. Um, survey his crops, his farm with, with uh, binoculars. And when he saw something was not right, he would call me and say, uh, son-in-law, the, the grass is too, too long. He would not tell me to cut it directly, but that's how people speak in, in the Chungcheon province. They beat, a beat around the bush, and so that, that meant I had to go and cut the tall grass. And that's the authority of the father-in-law. 
But imagine the authority of the, of the God who created the universe and who is in control of the universe. And He is in us. So there's nothing that, that we should feel shortage in. We shouldn't be intimidated by, intimidated by anything when we know that the Creator God is within us. When we look at our pastor and we look at our church and look at Zoe ministry, we know that we are doing things that cannot be done by, by, by uh, human effort alone. And even though just now we held a conference that, that, that uh, had, a, had a, an attendance of 900 people, we only had one pastor and one translator for, for, that, for that conference. And there were many little events, uh, inc- no, not events, but incidences that happened throughout the conference. For example, we need to change. A, we we asked the, the people of the facilities to change a light bulb that went out, but he would, But the people did not respect us and asked for our manager or, or the, for the person in charge because they only wished to talk to the people in charge. But these are all mountains that we need to pass and overcome. But God, but we have to. Uh, but the, we have to. Uh, the thing is, God always gives us grace and 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 uh, the the necessary anointing for us to overcome these troubles. And just like how God revealed Himself as the general to to Joshua, He also revealed He has also revealed Himself to us to this church after 20 years of waiting and after the three years of the pandemic. And of course, Pastor Kim is going to talk about this when he returns. But he says that there was a that there was a prophecy in this conference that now is the beginning for this church. A prophecy that talked about how now is the beginning of, of our ministry. Uh, before, when Pastor Kim talked, said that he's going to preach until he's 90. Many of the women in the church received that with amen, and it was amen for me as well. But there are a few conditions for Pastor Kim to continue to be the head of this ministry. And first of all, he needs to, he needs to be healthy in order to manage this ministry until he's 90. So you cannot you cannot uh, ignore age and and health. People who are in their twenties are more healthier than people in their thirties. People in their thirties are healthier than the people in their forties, and so on and so forth. And we must also pray for all the people, all the sick people in our church, that they would be kept healthy, so that we can continue to fight together and and march forward in this battle. So the second condition is your, uh, the women, the wives must stop re- um, what is it? What is it? rebuking their husbands even if they reach the ni- uh, even after the age of 90. And the third condition is Uh, 
we need to to how you we need to take care and love all the the women and all uh, all the mothers in the church who are taking care of the husbands and the kids. But anyways, verse fifteen. The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. So God is saying to Joshua, the thing that you're about to do, the battle that you're about to engage in cannot be done by your strength, cannot be done by the, by the supply and the equipment of the Israeli. And so I have made the land that you're stepping on holy, which means I'm going to do it for you. So all you have to do is follow me and follow my will, and I will bring you victory. So the only way that we can stand on this holy ground is to let go of our past experiences, let go of our habits, let go of our methods and our own thoughts and our own standards, and take off our standard sandals and completely allow the Lord to come and take control of us. And if you live a life of this, this pure faith, then everything that you do will be led to victory. And so you need to fix your, your steps, fix your direction towards the Lord. When you throw away the, the, your, your tendency of the world and you throw away your desire for the world, then you'll be filled with the abundance of God. And He will teach us how to serve Him. And this is holiness. This is the holiness that, that was given to Israel. And God has also given us love. And He has given us power that cannot be given to us by the world. And He has given us wisdom that cannot be given to us by the world. And He has also blessed us with His power and authority that cannot be given to us by the world. And so when we confirm our, of our identity as the servants of God, then every day we will live a life of victory, and every day we will become holier, and everywhere we go, we will, we will make that place holy. And that is the calling and the duty that God has given to us, to make holy the land that we step on. And that's why everywhere we go, we allow the Lord to work through us, to touch that land. It is this, all this will not be done through our efforts. And it cannot be done through our efforts as well. Only when we throw away our shoes of the world, our sandals of the world, can we start to become a holy influence upon that land. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, it talks about the fragrance of life. We need to become the fragrance of life in this land. People who acknowledge the word of the Lord give off the scent of life. And people who reject uh, the message of the Lord, they give off a scent of death. This is a great power that God has given to us. And it's a power given to the holy children of the Lord. The people of the world, the world brags about their uh, academic successes and their, and their um, licenses. But we are able to take pride and boast of, the, uh, of this holiness and of the truth that God has given to us. We are completely different from the world. Now we are faced with a new season. And in this new season, we, we need to be circumcised in the spirit and in the flesh so that our whole personality and our whole character will be changed by the Lord. 
and we have to go around the road to, to rebuild the altars that have been torn down by the enemy and raise up remnants around the road who will pray and prepare for the weight of the Lord. And so that's why God has given us uh, prophetic anointing, uh, uh, spiritual gifts such as spiritual discernment, and he has given us glory and freedom, uh, power, abundance, and he has given the church, also he has given the church authority, and also he has given us the authority over uh, the spirit, people, material, and, and nature. So we need to wear the clothes of righteousness so that we can fight against the Antichrist through the revelation of the Lord's message. And when the enemy sees us coming, when the enemy hears the name of Yerban Church, when they see that this church is preparing for the way of the Lord, they will tremble in fear because of the holiness of, of our presence. So we must all prepare for the way of the Lord together. Amen. for to a new season God is raising us to be, be winners and victors and in order for us to to be consecrated we need to throw away all the things that passed anything that goes against uh, the flow of the Lord we have to throw away and cast away and that's the act of circumcision through this act of circumcision the, the worship our worship will be restored. And through our worship, we need to lead others to rebuild their altars for the Lord as well. And we must become a holy community that prepares the way for the Lord. So now let's pray together. Lord, would you rebuild all the things that has been broken down within us? Which will restore all the fear of the Lord, all the desire for worship, all the passion for your for your 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 gospel within us. And let's all pray together in one heart. Lord, we are met. We are met with a new season. We are being born again into this new season. So, Lord, everything that has been broken down, everything that has gone against you. Even our personalities, our character, everything, would you help us to, to circumcise it so that we can become pure, so that we can become consecrated, so that we can restore the holiness that you have given to us. Lord, would you help us to continue to raise up your remnant churches around the world. Help us all to reach your, your glory. assembly come upon us in worship. Give us the fear of the Lord. Give us the heart of worship. Restore all the grace of uh, the glory of the worship. 
come and work powerfully upon us and lead your church to victory, lead your church to glory, help us to experience your love and glory. Lord, help us to become, uh, become, become victors. Let's pray once more. Lord, would you activate and help us to embody all the spoils of word that you're giving to this community through, through the victories in this conference. Give us, help us to utilize the power, the authority, the authority over spirit, over people, over, over material, over nature. And with this anointing, and with this authority, and with this power, would you help us to fight against the Antichrist and fight against the great prostitute and take back all the things that has, take back all the things that has been taken away from us. Let this glory, let the spores of war, let it all be activated within this community. Help us to live as victors. Help us to, help us to experience your glory. Because victory is our calling. Victory is our goal. Victory is the will of the Lord that has, has been given to us. to live a life of victories. so much. Thank you so much for helping us to live a life of joy and of thankfulness. And as your remnants, as your glorious church, and as your powerful church, and as your church who is going to conquer the land of Canaan, and we thank you so much for, for making us into that church. Would you receive your, uh, the offering that is lifted today and use the money that we have offered for the abundance of your kingdom. Would you continue to bless the people who have offered, bless their families, bless their, um, their, their, their uh, businesses. Know that. So now by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the head of the church and through the holy love of the Father and the indwelling, comforting, fulfilling work of the Holy Spirit to saints who wish to, to for their holiness and upon their families, upon their churches, upon their children, upon their inheritance, upon their businesses, upon Zoe Ministry and upon Urban Church and upon the LA Conference. May this blessing rest from now on till forevermore. Amen. Lord, would you bless us?